the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's important for us as believers to distinguish between matters of conscience, which are individual, and distinguish them from matters of sin, which are universal. For instance, it is always wrong to steal or murder. That's a sin. Those are sins. However, for some people it might be right to shop on Sundays, and for other people it might be wrong. That's a matter of conscience. Sins are universal. Matters of conscience are individual. Learning the difference between those two is the subject of our time today on Study Verse by Verse, found at highlands.us on the Internet. Welcome to our program. Pastor Leighton Sheely takes us back to 1 Corinthians chapter 8 as we explore once again a message he's simply entitled, Liberty's Limits. Here's Pastor Leighton, reading from God's Word on Study Verse by Verse. So then, about eating food sacrificed to idols, we know that an idol is nothing at all in the world and that there is no God but one. For even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, Yet for us, there is but one God, the Father from whom all things came and for whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we lived. And so Paul here confirms that their argument, the validity, the argument is valid. And and we shouldn't fear because there's no real God but the one God that we have. Um, Now, why was this issue of eating food sacrificed to idols, an issue for these believers in Corinth? Well, the answer is that the uh, city of Corinth was Roman, and the Greeks and Romans were polytheistic. That means they believed that there were many gods. They had gods for everything, a god of war, a god of peace, a god of travel, a a goddess of justice, and so forth. They were also polydemonistic, which meant that they believed in many demons. They believed that the air was filled with all sorts of evil spirits. And it was believed that these evil spirits were constantly trying to invade human beings. And so uh, what they would do is the the, the demons would attach themselves to food. And when you ingested the food, you ingested the demons, and that's how they got inside. And that was a common teaching in Corinth at the time. And so what you would do in order to make sure that there were no demons attached to your food is you would take your food to the pagan temple and you would offer it to the gods and the gods would be, would be pleased that you brought them a sacrifice and they would sweep the demons off your food and that's how you knew that you had demon-free food. That's what they taught in Corinth. Now when the offerings were bought, there was really three parts to them. The first part was what was consumed on the altar, it was burned up. The second part was what was offered to the priests for their services. And the third part was taken home by the one who brought the offering. They would either be consumed by themselves or their family or friends or whatever the case might be. And there were so many temples in Corinth, and the city was so large, could have been 500,000 people at the time, um, that the priests had more than enough meat. And so these enterprising priests would make deals with butchers in town, and whatever meat they didn't need, they would give to the butchers, and the butchers would sell it and split the profit. So if you went into a butcher shop, you never really knew if you were getting uh, meat that had been offered in a pagan temple. 
Uh, the meat was highly valued, and it was the meat that was almost always used when served at feasts and parties and to guests and so forth. And so it was almost impossible for a Christian believer to go through life and interact with the culture around him and avoid meat that had been sacrificed to idols. If a friend or a member of the family was getting married, it was almost always in a pagan temple. And it would, if it was in a pagan temple, it would always be with meat that had been sacrificed to idols. And so many believers were not engaging with loved ones, uh, unsaved loved ones around them because they were afraid of consuming this. Some new believers refused to eat meat because it reminded them of the pagan lifestyle that God had saved them out of. And yet there were other Christians who were more mature in their faith and knowledge that knew that meat was meat. And they didn't have to worry about the demons. So just eat it and enjoy it. And so Paul directs his instructions to the mature believers, but he actually centers his attention on the less mature believers. He told the mature believers to not focus so much on their liberty, but rather on the spiritual welfare of those who are less mature in their faith. He said our freedom should be limited by our love for our fellow believers. And if we love them as God loves them, then we're not going to use our love in such a way that we will offend or confuse or weaken their faith. Now, why would somebody have their faith confused or offended or weakened? It's because they were either new in their walk of faith or they hadn't grown in their, in their walk of faith. And they didn't know what a mature believer knows. And that's what Paul says in the next verse. Not everyone knows this. Not everyone knows what you know. Some people are still so accustomed to idols that when they eat food, they think of it as having been sacrificed to an idol. And since their conscience is weak, it is defiled. So Paul here introduces the concept of the conscience. Now, the conscience is something that God puts within every person as a tool to keep us from destructive activity. And even if a person doesn't know God and doesn't know the Bible, they still conduct themselves by a sense of right and wrong that is provided by their conscience. Until and unless their conscience is silenced, seared, or reprogrammed by culture around them. Now, the conscience is unique for each individual. And over time and maturity, an individual's conscience may change. What might be wrong for one person in their conscience might be right for someone else in their conscience. And so it's important for us as believers to distinguish between matters of conscience, which are individual, and distinguish them from matters of sin which are universal. For instance, it is always wrong to steal or murder. That's a sin. Those are sins. However, for some people it might be right to shop on Sundays, and for other people it might be wrong. That's a matter of conscience. Sins are universal. uh, Matters of conscience are individual. Verse 8, the third argument. But food does not bring us near to God. We are no worse if we eat. And no better if we do. If we do not eat, and no better if we do. By the way, this is a great verse for vegetarians. You might want to note that. Uh, Now, there might be other reasons why people are vegetarians. There might be health issues and so forth. But some people think that what they eat or what they don't eat might bring them closer to God or, or improve God's approval of them. Remember that Jesus said it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth. Verse 9. Be careful, however, that the exercise of your freedom does not become a stumbling block to the weak. Now, this is a crucial, a crucial principle for determining right and wrong. You might want to put a star by verse 9. Um, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a principle that gives us guidance in, in how to determine if something is right or wrong where Scripture does not provide us clear guidance. 
It says, before we exercise freedom, we need to consider the possibilities of causing someone else to stumble. Verse 10, for if anyone with a weak conscience sees you who have this knowledge, eating in an idol's temple, won't he be emboldened to eat what has been sacrificed to idols? And so what Paul was saying is that someone might see you doing something that is right for you in your conscience, but it's wrong for them in their conscience. They might follow your example and be overcome by something that is sinful to them. Verse 11, so this weak brother for whom Christ died is destroyed by your knowledge. Now, let me give you a personal example. The Bible doesn't teach us that it's wrong to drink. The Bible does teach us it's wrong to get drunk. But the Bible doesn't teach us it's wrong to drink. Now, when I go out to a local restaurant, it's highly unlikely I will ever order any alcoholic beverage. Because there might be someone that's there who has been taught or believes, or perhaps they have a personal weakness towards alcohol. And so by them seeing that I'm doing something they think is wrong in their conscience, that I don't think is wrong in mine, I might cause that person to stumble. And so I choose not to exercise my freedom so that I won't injure or destroy a weaker brother for whom Christ died. If Christ was willing to give up his very life for the welfare of that person... I ought to be willing to give up whatever that freedom might be, a drink of alcohol or meat offered to idols, in order to not cause that brother in Christ uh, or sister in Christ to stumble. Verse 10, uh, 12. When you sin against your brothers in this way and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. So what does he say? Having a drink or eating meat that has been offered to idols is not a sin, if your conscience says so, but... Causing a brother or sister to stumble is a sin. It's not only a sin against them, it's also a sin against Christ as well. Verse 13, Therefore, if what I eat causes my brother to fall into sin, I will never eat meat again, so that I will not cause him to fall. So we as mature believers have liberty in Christ, but as mature believers, we need to be careful how we exercise our liberty Later in this same uh, letter to the Corinthians, Paul writes in chapter 10, verse 23, All things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Let no one seek his own good, but rather the good of his neighbor. So what Paul was saying is let's not look for what's good for us. Let's look what's good for others. Now, Pastor Mark Driscoll recommends asking four questions when we're facing a decision. He says the first question that we should ask is, what does the Bible say? Does the Bible say something about this activity we're considering? Does the Bible say it's right to do it? Well, then we should do it. If the Bible says it's wrong to do it, then we shouldn't do it. What does the Bible say? If the Bible provides us clear guidance, then we follow the guidance of the Bible. But what if the Bible doesn't give us clear guidance? Shopping on Sundays or going to theaters. Then the second question is to ask, what does my conscience say? If eating meat is wrong for you, then you shouldn't eat meat. But we should also be very careful not to project upon others what we think is wrong for us that are matters of conscience, not matters of sin. Thirdly, what does our weakness require? See, all of us have areas of strength and all of us have areas of weakness. If a person has a weakness towards alcohol, then they shouldn't drink because that's an area of weakness for them. Paul said, all things are lawful, but I will not be mastered by anything. 
And if a person has a problem controlling drink, rather drink controls them or something like that, then that person, for them, it would be wrong for them to drink. And drink is just one example. It could be anything. Another question to ask is, what do others need? What do my, my, my brothers and sisters in Christ need? What do, what do my friends need? What do, what do my neighbors need? You see, each and every one of us is called to be a missionary. Sometimes we think that missionaries are only people that go clear across the world to Borneo. But actually, we are called to be missionaries in this world, in this neighborhood, on the San Francisco Peninsula. That's why God chose to put you here at this time. And so we always should conduct ourselves in such a manner we're thinking, what does this activity do in terms of my testimony to those around me? Does it encourage my Christian brothers? Does it encourage non-believers to become believers? And so forth. If we all do this, it will contribute to Church of the Highlands being a healthy, happy, and holy church. And trusting that you, yourself, will be a happy, healthy, and holy Christian. Questions about the broadcast today, Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, Pastor Leighton Sheely, or study verse by verse can all be addressed at our website, highlands.us. It's a great place to start your exploration of who we are and what we're all about and the God that we serve in the Lord Jesus Christ. Highlands.us. Stop by, pay us a visit, and then come back and join us tomorrow as our studies in 1 Corinthians continues on study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.